Thank you very much. Got the full name. I'm in big trouble. Big trouble. No, yeah. Sometimes I got to bust out the middle name. I had to bust out the middle name for um, my, you know, you need a professional, like, email address at some point when you're in college. I don't know if you noticed that. When I came into college, my email address was less talking, more rocking at gmail.com. And that wasn't going on resumes later. So I had to pick something new. But David Clark is a little too generic, so I got to do the full thing, David Alexander Clark one at gmail.com. Got the number one in there is two. Now you can email me if you want. <laughs> Up to you, yeah. So welcome everybody. We got this new series that we're doing, right? You guys excited about the new series that we're doing? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just go for it. So basically, what the idea here is, it's, it's right here, and it's on the cover of your little handout there. What's the deal? It's called Faith. F-A-I-T-H, and as you can see here, that stands for something. And just in our community and in challenge, this is a valuable kind of way of describing some key attributes of a disciple of Christ, one of faith. Uh, somebody who's really going to be walking with Jesus for the long haul. And even if that's not you right now, then I just encourage you to listen along because there's, for all five of these, there's going to be some great truths that apply to all areas of life, uh, but especially to our walk with God. And so just, just humor me here. Let's read them all together. We have faithfulness, availability, initiative, teachability, heart for God and people. Thanks, guys. Give yourselves a round of applause. I like doing that. It seems to kind of, I don't know, loosen people up. So I'm really glad you're here, like I said. And so today we're going to be talking about faithfulness. And then we're going to, for the rest of the next four weeks, be jumping around these different words. And so we have faithfulness tonight. We're going to talk about that and maybe just dispel some of the kind of mystery surrounding that word. And hopefully we can come away from here not only understanding more about what faithfulness means, but also how we can obtain that, how we can be faithful people. We can all walk away from here, faithful uh, people. So pray with me as I ask God to be a part of this time with us and to move in a great way. Father, we just ask that this time would be glorifying to you. We ask that you would move our hearts toward you and, uh, we thank you so much. I thank you so much for everybody who's here. And that's no accident. You have brought each person here in a very special way, even if it doesn't seem very special to us. But God, we're here and we're here to learn from you. And I ask that you would put something special on each person's heart tonight as a result of your spirit combined with your word that is such a dynamic combination that can do incredible things in our hearts, even in our stone cold hearts. And so... I pray, God, that you would make this move during this time and uh, make us faithful people. Make us faithful followers of you. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Okay, so we got a verse at the top of your outline right there. And it says this. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says, Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find... It's just that. That's all it says, right? Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. What's that mean? What's he talking about, the person who wrote this? So 
that first part, many claim, right? This is this thing that a lot of people might want to say or argue or verbally kind of announce to you, yes, I'm a faithful person. And I might ask, if I were to ask you, are you a faithful person? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm a faithful person. You know, you can kind of, we can kind of cheat our way out of that and just say things that make sense to us. And it sounds great to have unfailing love and to be a faithful person, but we might not even understand what that means. And so, and then the second part of that verse says, who can find, who can find that person? I don't know why he's talking like Yoda, but he is. And so a faithful person who can find, who can find a faithful person? That means where are they? (laughs) They're rare, right? It's a rare thing. Where the heck are the faithful people? The person who wrote Proverbs asked that a few thousand years ago, and we're asking it today. Where the heck are the faithful people? And, and so this is a key thing that we can understand, like, okay, this is a, a valuable, rare trait. And so this is important. Oh, man, maybe we should figure out what does it mean to be a faithful person? And so I'd like to try and kind of get some definitions in your mind to help with this. And uh, yeah, this will all just be really, uh, we'll just, let's try and break this down. In a book called The Fuel and the Flame, a really valuable book, you should make sure to check that out. Uh, the two authors say this, reliable and dependable, faithful people simply do what they say they will do. This is related to what I was saying earlier about you can verbally tell somebody whatever you want to about your character and what you're like and who you are. But at the, at the end of the day, it's about what you do and whether it's congruent, whether it's consistent with what you say, right? That's, what, that's who you are ultimately is whether what you say uh, is, is uh, congruent right, with what you do. And then um, another great quote here is from Paul Worcester. He's the, uh, uh, he's actually the founding director of Challenge here in Chico. And he planted this ministry here 10 plus years ago. And so, and then he passed the job on to me to direct. And so Paul Worcester, he wrote somewhere else. He says that a faithful person is someone who follows through on their commitments and convictions someone who follows through on their commitments and convictions. Uh, does anybody play golf in this room? Do we have any? We have like two. <laughs> that is minimal. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people like kind of play golf maybe. You know, I've, my dad's like kind of dragged me out to the green a couple times. and like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And so maybe the golfing people can help me. And maybe... I might not even have this right, but hopefully this is accurate. The phrase follow through, follow through, is that a thing? Yeah, in golf? So what's that mean? So basically, uh, we're gonna try, I'm gonna try and demonstrate this. You swing the club back like this, right? And then, the ball's down here, and then you swing it down like this. Now what happens next? Do you stop there? If I'm trying to drive the ball way over there, am I gonna stop right here? No. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna follow through. I'm gonna swing back. I'm gonna hit the ball down here. And then I'm gonna follow through like that. See that? Pretty good, huh? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't play that. I don't play that. But that's the key. If I want the ball to go where I want it to go, both in terms of accuracy, in terms of power, I need to follow through with that swing, with that, with that shot, right? 
And the same is true in our lives. We need to follow through with our commitments, right? Our commitments and our convictions, as that quote says. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. Like we have goals in life. You have goals in life that you want to aspire to. You have an idea in your mind right now that may kind of be subject to change, but I want the golf ball to go in that particular place, which means that you need to follow through with your actions day by day in such a way that that's what happens. And it, it takes a lot of effort and strategy to do that. And so we want to talk about that. We're going to work on that, on that golf form, right? So we're going to start with number one, faithfulness requires having a vision for your life, a vision for your life. Another quote by Paul Worcester says this, he says, having a big vision for your life will fuel obedience in the little things in life. See that? Having a big vision for your life will fuel obedience in the little things in life. And so we're trying to get the ball where we want it to go. We want to have a certain result in mind for our life. And so let's make sure that that vision for our life, our vision for where we want to go is is a good vision. It's maybe a biblical vision and something that God wants for us because he has an incredible plan for each one of our lives that is both in some ways incredibly unique and dissimilar from anybody else's story, from anybody else's plan for their life. And in other ways, we all, all followers of Christ have a particular mission, a particular vision that he's given us to go forth and do. And one thing that's worth thinking about as we consider this, I think there's kind of macro faithfulness and micro faithfulness. What that means is macro faithfulness is like on the long haul, I want to make sure that my life counts by from now until the day I die, I'm doing, I'm living in faithfulness on a general, in a general sense but that requires, like Paul's saying in that quote, obedience in the little things in life, the little things in life, which means micro faithfulness from this moment to the next moment, to the next moment, into tomorrow, into the next day. And each day we have to like decide, I'm going to be faithful today or not. And that's, that's kind of a, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. And so God has given us an incredible vision for our life that can fuel our obedience, our faithfulness to do uh, what he's called us to do in each moment on a macro and micro level. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus says this. He came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. If you are a follower of Jesus tonight, then this is ultimately in some manner your mission for your life uh, given by God. And that's something that we can cling to. And like I said, there's other important, unique things that God has in store in mind for you, but this is a biggie. And so we need to make sure to leverage our lives to this end. An action step here, each, each of our 
points I have for you, has a little action step with it. And so my action step here is to decide to be a disciple who makes disciples. Be a disciple who makes disciples. And so we see that in that verse. Go make disciples of all nations. And when I read that, decide to be a disciple who makes disciples, that means inward faithfulness in terms of I'm gonna be a disciple I'm going to work on my relationship with God. I'm going to choose to be transformed by his spirit on a day-to-day basis so that he can work powerfully through me so that I can make disciples. And that's outward faithfulness. And that outward faithfulness results from inwardly choosing to follow God and be with him. And then we, we outwardly show people what it means to follow God and we live the Christian life before others, and we show people just how abundant it is to live in that way. So there's a lot more I could say there, but we need to move on. I got six of these. Number two, faithfulness is not flashy. Flashy. Okay, so that means that this is not a matter of fame or accolades or what kind of prestige you can achieve or how cool you can look, or spiritual even you can look among your Christian friends or your friends. And it's a matter of just, like I said earlier, that day-to-day discipline, that choice to be faithful. Faithfulness is not flashy. Psalm 37.3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. We have four uh, commands here basically, right? We have four things that the psalmist is urging us to do. And so he starts with trust in the Lord. You got to trust him. It starts with him. We have to trust God in all areas of life and do good and do good. Well, that's simple. You guys, you guys should, should we do good things or bad things, guys? <laughs> you know, do good. All right. Like that's, you know, we, and God tells us the good things that we need to do from the Bible. God has put, put you here for a reason for the good works. And that, there's a clear thing here too. Where is it? Dwell in the land. That's the next thing. That's the third thing. Dwell in the land. Okay. And so here we are. This is our land. <laughs> we're dwelling here right now, okay? And then when you go, you know, to your apartment or your whatever, you're going to dwell there. And then when you're at school, you're going to dwell there. We're dwelling like here in Chico. And here's where we dwell, guys, <laughs> right? And, and this is a key aspect, I think, of, of faithfulness is in this moment, geographically, and also socially, in these different areas of your life, you're, d- you're dwelling there. And... And when you're kind of restless and you're trying to get out and you're like, oh yeah, I, I need to like do something bigger. I gotta go over there and I have to be more important and I have to have a more, you know, kind of whatever, esteem among other people. If you're kind of frustrated in that way, that's not dwelling in the land. That's just, you're just sort of tense as a result of that. And he says, and cultivate faithfulness. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And so that means getting in, getting in the dirt, you know? and just working <laughs> and laboring. And God has given you things that he wants you to do in the land that you're in right now, or when you go home, or when you go to school and all these different places. But ultimately you're here for a reason and God's put you here. And you're gonna go in different places to the different places in your life. And that's the land he has called you to dwell in at that moment too. 
And then he wants you to cultivate faithfulness wherever you have been put, wherever you've been planted. And it's not a matter of trying to uh, kind of break out of this. This is a humble thing. And that's the action step. We've got to choose a humble attitude. Choose a humble attitude as you pursue faithful living. Okay, because when you're trying to kind of get out of this and like, you know, this is kind of too, too small for you, or you think that you haven't been given enough to really work with here by God. No, ultimately, like he's chosen exactly where you are and what you've been given in terms of stewardship for you to, to do faithfully and humbly. So you have to humble yourself for that. And third thing, faithfulness means being dependable. Being dependable. And so this is related to those quotes I mentioned earlier. We do what we say we'll do, right? And we follow through with our commitments and convictions, right? And so we're dependable people. If I ask you to do something, or if you tell me you're going to do something, you're going to do it, and vice versa. And so this is just simple. This is just sort of a a definition of sorts for you to hold on to. Faithfulness means being dependable. Luke 6.46 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? This is Jesus talking. Why do you call me this Lord and not do what I tell you? He's talking to these people and people, a lot of people were following Jesus at that time, right? And they were saying, Lord, Lord. And sometimes, especially when we're kind of in a spiritual space like this, and you know, maybe we're singing worship songs and that, and we're saying, Lord, Lord. And but, but we're not doing what he's like told you to, us to do. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a problem. Once again, there's an incongruity between what you're saying and what you're doing. When someone's the Lord of your life, they take the first spot and you do what, what they tell you to do. Not because, not out of obligation, but out of, I think, I know based on God's word and based on my experience that God has the best in store for me as I walk in faith, I walk in faithfulness, as I walk in obedience. And I trust him, just, to, just like that verse earlier said, trust in the Lord. If he's your Lord, you have to trust him. And he also has to do what he says. Otherwise, that doesn't make any sense. Lord, Lord, why don't you do what, not, why don't you do what I tell you, right? So we need to be dependable to other people, definitely, and to God and what he's called us to, what he's called you to. And, and, Here's, I just wanted to mention to you, here's, as we're kind of talking about faithfulness and all these different areas of our life we can be faithful in, I'm just going to list. I'm just going to have a list of these things that you can be faithful in for growing in faithfulness. You got school, you got work. I just want you to be thinking about these things. Time management, maybe write down the ones that stand out to you. Money, your, your time with God. Maybe, maybe you're trying to memorize scripture and that's something that you need to grow in faithfulness in prayer, um, evangelism, Uh, those you're investing in or discipling, your friendships, your opportunities to grow, your responsibilities in ministry, and your other responsibilities. And maybe you for yourself in your particular life, and your particular walk with God, and then just the other practical things, maybe you have some things that you need to be more faithful in. And I think God can put those things on your heart, and you should ask him, okay, what do I need to really back up my talk with in terms of my walk. And so our, our next action step is to do what you say you will do. Do what you say you will do. Simple, right? 
Do what you say you will do. For some of you, by the way, that means you need to up, uh, you need to do more. <laughs> you know, you said you do these things. You got to do those things. You got to do more. You got to be more faithful in these different things. And for some of you, that means saying less, you know, and committing less. <laughs> because as you're saying, I guess I'll, I'll do this or, oh, I can do that. You know, or you're kind of like, there's maybe some pride there too. And if you're signing up for every little thing, then you're not, you, nobody has the bandwidth for all that. And so really make sure, you know, do I need to grow in my faithfulness to do the things I've committed to? Or do I need to grow in just shutting up a little bit and saying, you know what, I need to kind of not overcommit in this way. Or maybe I need to walk back some things, you know, graciously and make sure that I'm really making sure, making sure that I'm doing the things that I'm saying I can, I'll do. So that's the next thing. Number four, faithfulness is not immediate. Faithfulness is not immediate. If I'm faithful today, if I have a faithful day today, woohoo, good job, me, David. And does that make me a faithful person? Like maybe, but I'm not sure because the next day I could just be unfaithful <laughs> in some way and I could drop, some ball, drop the ball on something and mess up some responsibility. And the next day, hey, I can be faithful today. And then oh, kind of, and so if there's some inconsistency there, then that's not faithfulness. That's, we're talking about, we want faithfulness over the long haul. Faithfulness over the long haul. It is not immediate. It's something that we cultivate, right? Like that verse said, over time, this is the long-term endeavor. And God's word talks about life being a race that we run, right? And in Hebrews 12, the writer says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. And so this race that we're running in life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. We are trying to do the best we can and maybe do it as well as we can in terms of speed, but ultimately it's about endurance. It's about making it, it's about making it there. And so to obtain, I submit to you, to obtain this level of endurance, we need to focus on the right things and not be distracted by that weight and that sin that that verse is talking about. And so we need a perspective that is focused on Jesus, is focused on Jesus. And that's, my, that's your next action step. Remain focused on Jesus and his mission as you faithfully endure. You need to remain focused on him. Now, I feel like I'm giving you a lot to deal with. It sort of feels like, okay, God's word says you got to do this and do this and focus on that and say that and don't say that and do that and all these different things. It can a little, be a little overwhelming and maybe a little bit like legalistic, like, man, this guy, if you don't know me, you're like, this guy's really asking a lot, you know? And so maybe you're thinking that. And when, I'm writing, when I was writing this too, I'm like, this is kind of a lot to deal with. This is overwhelming to me all these different kind of things to do to be a faithful person. How do we, how do we deal with that? And, and that's the fifth, the fifth thing is the answer here. 
And I want you to kind of, as we write this, just like, ah, take a load off here. Faithfulness is God-given, all right? Faithfulness is God-given. We need to make that super clear so that we're not confused and trying to just generate all this, you know, energy to be faithful (laughs) on our own. Faithfulness is God-given. God-honoring, Christ-like faithfulness does not come from within. It comes from above. God-honoring, Christ-like faithfulness does not come from within. It comes from above. We do not do this on our own. 2 Timothy 2.13 says this, if, or perhaps, more accurately, when, when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. That second part is very important. For he cannot deny who he is. That's who he is. That's who God is. It's faithful. It's a part of his identity. God is faithful and he is so full of faithfulness that he is faithful to fill you with faithfulness. Like you can now achieve this because on my own and on your own, it's hard to keep this up and to keep that going and to remain faithful in the long haul. Life is long, you know, it's really hard to stay consistent and stay faithful, but he gives us that power. Why? Because he is faithful just by sheer identity, by sheer, just the way he is. That's who he is. He cannot deny who he is. It is good. It is good for us to choose faithfulness willingly, right? And maybe you got to get up in the morning and discipline yourself to do something, to be faithful and form habits in your life. There's a practical element to this, right? But ultimately, right, our faithfulness needs to come from a more powerful source than ourselves. I need more than just myself to be faithful in these ways that I'm talking about. I'm not calling you to something that, you know, I can't measure up to on my own and you can't either. It's, this is something that he enables us, he enables you to do. And so that action step next is to rely on God to fill you with his faithfulness. Rely on God to fill you with his faithfulness because we need it. You are not self-sufficient in this. I'm not self-sufficient in this. And, and more specifically, I, I suppose the term rely is a little vague. And so let me step it up. Ask. <laughs> you got to ask him. You can write that down if you want to. Ask God for faithfulness. You don't have because you don't ask. That's what uh, the writer James says. You don't have because you don't ask. And so in order to rely on God in this way, we need to ask him through prayer. God, you need, I need you. I need you to make me faithful in this area, in my school. I'm struggling in this way because I'm not geared for this, but I need your help. And I think you can give it. And I trust you to enable me to dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness in this way. And so as I'm wrapping up here, I want to just really quickly highlight, underline the value. What's what's the whole point here? (laughs) Why? Why are we trying to obtain faithfulness in this way? What's the big, what's the goal here? Proverbs three, uh, sorry, number six, (laughs) faithfulness is rewarded 
with favor and progression. Faithfulness is rewarded at the end of the day. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And so he's like, yeah, you got you to dig into this. Never let love and faithfulness leave you. <laughs> Bind them around your neck. That's that. It's like, like a necklace, you know, write them on the tablet of your heart. Just impress it upon yourself. Cling to that truth that as we walk in love and faithfulness, we will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Now, the Bible is clear. We do not earn God's favor in a salvation sense. That is a free gift of his grace that we receive and we do not earn on our own. But he will bless us when we are faithful to him. Luke 16 verse 10 says, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who's dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. So you're young, I'm youngish. You may not have much right now in terms of your stewardship. And you might be looking out there going, okay, I want that. I want that job, I want that family. I want that much <laughs> that this verse is talking about. You may not have much now, but if, if you are faithful with the little that God has given you, then he will reward you with new heights of stewardship and responsibility and gifts and progression, like I'm said. And so progression, just he will grow you. He will even grow you to the extent that you can lift these things and, and have this stewardship and manage it in a way that pleases him. Once again, he enables you to do that. Finally, Matthew 25, 21, before I get into that, this is from a parable that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And it's about a master who gives three different allotments of money to three different servants for them to take care of while he's gone on a trip. And he wants them to invest it, he wants to use them to use it wisely. He comes back from the trip and two of those servants use it wisely and they double it through investment. And this is what he has to say to them. Matthew 25, 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. This applies to two things. One, our faithfulness today. God's given you a little, if you're faithful with that, he's gonna give you more. And then he's gonna give you more. He's gonna give you more. As you walk in humility, as you choose to take the little amount that, you've ha that you have, that you've been given, the, dwell the, the land you're dwelling in, and make the most of it and walk in faithfulness. And he's gonna say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I'm gonna set you over much just throughout your life. And then two, this also applies to our eternity. If you faithfully live the life that God has called you and empowered you to live, you will reach the finish line and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that is the goal, right? That is where we want that golf ball to land. 
Pray with me. Father, we are so thankful for your faithfulness. Man, that is what we need. You are what we need, your faithfulness. God, just transcends our understanding and transcends our ability, but you enable that for us, God. And I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. And you've been so faithful to me in my life. And, and God, just thank you for imparting that faithfulness to us. And I just ask that now, as we've been filled with your word, I pray that you would fill us, that we would ask God for a new filling of your spirit and a new filling of faithfulness to go about our day tomorrow with, a, with new eyes to see the ways in which you've called each one of us to be faithful where we are, and I pray that that would just go with us, that we would encourage each other in this. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.